Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. had the Zack Snyder convention Justice Con or something like that and I'm like when did he fucking become an tour director like what 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 son <laughs> I mean 62% and this is from fans not the critics because the critic gave it 30% but you know it's like people called Zack Snyder BVS and Man of Steel shit he should be off the DC um, franchise he's just ruining it they pull him off. He gets pulled off of, of Justice League. Joss Whedon does it. And now everybody's suddenly like, oh my God, Joss Whedon's back on it. it, it it's going to be a great movie. It's going to like rival fucking Lawrence of Arabia. And it's like, literally like three years ago, four years ago, you guys were saying he's fucking ruining the franchise. Now you guys want to see the Snyder cut. It's going to be shit. <laughs> Did we forget it's already? Because the problem is, is that those people in the fandom don't know whether it was Snyder's fault or Warner brothers fault. So they, they, a lot of them think Snyder's perfect, but Warner brothers fucked him over and made him do a bunch of changes, which both sides are correct (laughs) in their own way. (laughs) Snyder is, I don't hate Snyder because he's a super fan. Like he's, he's that, but that makes his movies weird. Yeah. Because he's making he's making them for himself. That's what that was the vibe I always got. Like right. he's putting in the stuff in the movie that he wants to see instead of just a cohesive story. <laughs> that right. Makes sense. It's it's funny you know? because like you have like like uh, you know um, BVS is a perfect example. You had the theatrical release, which seemed like there was a lot of shit missing from it. You know, because they cut it down to two and a half hours, and it was a long ass two and a half hours. Then they have the ultimate edition, which is he puts a, he puts a lot of that shit back in the movie. Is the movie better? Slightly. It's an easier three hours than the cut was two and a half, but yeah. that doesn't. It's not a it's not a great movie. It's still one of those where like okay, you know, and you you know it doesn't improve the movie very much. So it's like this is like you know oh he Superman's wearing the black costume. 
okay, so what? After you jerk off for that visual, what else is going to help with the story? Not much. <laughs> it's like... Listen, that black costume, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, it's no. Uh, I want to see the. I want to see the cut that has you know Wonder Woman and like, you know, like ready to sex up Batman. You know, like I want to see uh-huh. that version. <laughs> that the, that I, would make I, I him. Honestly, that would make him an auteur director, in my opinion. I honestly wonder how this new Wonder Woman movie is going to be. I'm not a hundred percent on board yet. because yeah. I don't quite understand what's happening <laughs> in the trailer like yeah. there's some kind of wish fulfillment thing going on yeah and i don't but, i, I want to know how you know uh chira fits into all this and how does steve <laughs> how does steve come back to life like <laughs> right like is everyone getting wishes fulfilled was it just her i don't understand what's happening because mine are so my, my wishes aren't being fulfilled yet if everybody's right. getting there <laughs> so i think um I am excited to see it only because I like movies that are set in the eighties because it's fun. You know, (laughs) I want to see more movies that are set in the nineties so I can actually relate. Um, (laughs) But the it's good. I'm sure it's going to be a good movie, but I don't, I don't know. There's nothing for me to really latch onto other than wonder woman. Well, I mean, and and the whole Steve coming back thing seems like a trope to me because I don't understand why he's back. Right, and, but it just I, seems like a let's get let's get Chris Pine in here. Did, didn't we kind of just get a teaser for it though, like a, a a mini trailer? It was supposed to come out what this summer, but then they got pushed, and who knows when it's coming out. So we haven't really gotten any more trailers for it. So no, they we have a um, do we have a full story trailer? A full on one now, oh. but it's a but well, it's a longer trailer, but it's not it's not clear as to what's going on. All you know is the bad guy is fulfilling wishes like a fucking genie. And then all of a sudden he goes, now I'm going to take what I want, but you don't know what that is. Wonder like, woman. <laughs> but it's, it's just like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I know more about what's happening in the Bill and Ted movie than I know about what's <laughs> happening in the Wonder Woman. Movie. I know more that oh, we all know what's happening in the black widow trailer that we do in the black widow film as we do. Oh yeah. That looks funny. Yeah. Black widow movie. Um, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we all just need to accept that 2020 is a, is a wash year. <laughs> the year nothing's going to happen. It's it's a shit year and we're all just trying to make it to the end. It's like the meme it's that it's really it. It's like the, the gift that I posted of, they go 20, 20, 20 in a nutshell. And it's a guy standing in like knee deep water, pouring water over the edge of a, of a gated fence. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not helping at all. <laughs> right. This like the perfect meme for this year for me is that one where the dog's sitting in the room that's on fire and he's like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Cause it's like every time I turn around, something bad is happening, but I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, there's nothing I can do about it. That's like uh what's that other meme that says like, oh yeah, it's a thunderstorm outside, but it being 2020, that may be Godzilla screaming. <laughs> i'm just waiting for the next thing to happen you know i know there was um uh, flooding somewhere 
But that's normal shit. Like now everything is amplified. Yeah, because well, you have the whole COVID thing, and then you have natural disasters on top of that. Because you had, uh, I think it was the hurricane in Texas today. You know, everything's fucking amplified now. (laughs) It's like there was a flood. Fucking end of times. It's like, bro, there's a flood every year. Like the earth is alive. Like it's cool, bro. Yeah. I mean, it was just a a a category one hurricane. so, I mean, it's still there was does. an earthquake. It was so funny. So there was an earthquake in northern Arizona and it was a, I think like a 3.5. It's not that bad. I sleep through those. Right. <laughs> but the headline, because it's 2020, right. the headline is earthquake rattles North, <laughs> North Arizona. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> The headline, the headline reads, the finger of God has touched Arizona. <laughs> right. I think the problem is, is that it's all about ratings, right? So there have been some astronomically bad things that have happened this year. So when something normal happens, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. So they, they have to charge up the headline. Well, I read, I, I heard today it. on the news that there was a, that there was a tornado in England. Um, this town just outside of London, they said, they go, but in order for it to be categorized as a tornado, it actually has to touch the ground, in which some people said it did, but they have to investigate to find out, which I I just realized, I'm like, oh yeah, they're uncommon, because you think of London, you're like, well, it's just that, I don't know how, how much, but you forget it's also further north than, yeah. it, you know, than, than it just being, you know, lateral to the United States. It's, like, it's also further north. You know? And I think... Like, I know it rains a lot in England, but I think it's always more of a lazy rain, right? Like, yeah. it's not like a, a ripping fucking storm or something. It's just like it's fucking raining. <laughs> <laughs> like, all the time. And, like, the wet, yeah. like, their summer is kind of like an Alaska summer, you know? It's like, oh, it's eight, 70 degrees. Oh, the heat wave, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, yeah, talk to us when it's 114. Let's... Sounds fucking nice. I'm going to yeah. move over there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you talk to people in Arizona and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes LA. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll tell you to fuck off. It's seventy four <laughs> in winter, but you know, sometimes in summer it's been hundred and five, hundred and fifteen, right. hundred and twenty. Guys still remember when it was hundred and twelve out here. It was just like I'm just gonna melt. <laughs> Probably was hundred and twelve today. <laughs> right here in Arizona. It's hundred and fifteen yesterday. And I went to go get the mail and I checked the fucking the thing on my phone is 115 and i'm like why am i out here <laughs> fuck this mail bro and i literally turned around and went back in the house that's where you look outside you look at your phone you look up and go life isn't that bad i'm gonna i'll get the mail later <laughs> <laughs> well my kids and then my kids go to the pool okay yeah. and they went i told them if you're gonna go to the pool go in the early morning well of course <laughs> we're talking about kids in summer break early mornings 11 right you know so they go around noon, and I'm so busy today. I didn't really, it didn't click that they went, and because um, the older kids go, and it's fine, you know. Right. And no one puts sunscreen on. Oh shit! Now, the UV rating in Arizona <laughs> today was 11, which is classified as unhealthy, which is what it usually is right. in the summer here. And my kids are are mixed, so they're they're half. Salvadorian and my wife is I believe Salvadorians are a little darker than Mexicans usually. Yeah. Um so so some of them get, they don't get more get toasty. Sunburns. They get more toasty. Right. <laughs> some of them don't get sunburns. Now, just because you don't get sunburns doesn't mean you shouldn't protect your skin, but I'm just saying. My youngest son is more of the fairer skinned. 
Right. And he got he's beat red right now. You know, not, there's no it's not like cracking or anything. He's just got a sunburn. But I go, you didn't put sun sunblock on. He goes, no, I didn't know I had to because we're in the water. It's not hot, right? He's only ten. I'm like, that's nothing to do with heat. And I explained it to him. My bigger son comes out, jackass, <laughs> and he starts talking shit. He's like, it's common sense, William. You put sunblock on. Did you put sunblock on? And he's like, no. And I'm like, your face is red. And he goes, uh. And I'm like, and he's ten. As his big brother, you should have fucking made sure he put some on. And then he's like, uh. <laughs> and don't come out here talking shit. But, um. Got more shit to yeah. say, fool? <laughs> so I told him, I said, if, if the sun's out, you got to get that fucking sunscreen on. Well, that's like. No game out here. It's like in my family. Like, my dad was uh, darker skinned and my mother was very, was light skinned. And my brother has light skin i mean you've seen it you know my brother has light skin my sister is kind of in the middle i have my dad's skin so when i get if i get exposed too much to the sun i just get dark yeah and, that's my wife too yeah and and my brother gets it's awesome i'm jealous to be completely <laughs> yeah. honest with you and my brother gets red my brother burns and yeah. there's only a, a few occasions that i've ever burned you know but mostly i just i just get tanned yeah i i'm in the sun for 30 minutes and I got a sunburn. <laughs> it's ridiculous. If I'm wearing if I'm wearing clothes and I like if I'm wearing a tank top and shorts and I step outside for thirty minutes, I look like I've been working for days in a tank top and shorts. Like you can literally see it on my body. Like that's how tan I get. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at tanning during the summer between a Hispanic and an Irishman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We take a filtered look at geek and pop culture and remove all the clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So uh, I guess first off, uh, normally in the past years, this episode would be Comic-Con infused, would just be a Comic-Con episode where we would talk about the trailers that got released and the news and all the cool stuff and the shitty stuff and all, the, all that, you know, rigmarole. But 2020 is not a sane year. Uh, so we're just kind of going through some of the news that happened out there. Comic-Con, if you just really saw the panels on YouTube. By the way, you can see, all, I think, almost all the panels. You've subscribed to the Comic-Con uh, page on YouTube. You can see all the fucking panels they had on there. Star Trek, Bill and Ted, uh, um, uh, all these different comics, uh, Marvel comic panels, and all the stuff you can see on there. So I I recommend checking it out. You know, it's cool. Not there's really no exciting news that came out of it. Like because this is also not a regular time. So yeah. Uh. So yeah. Um. So we're gonna do a traditional episode. Uh. One thing I did want to say though is baseball is back and basketball is coming back later this week. Yes, sir. Um. Now I know there's probably some of you out there that are like mm, sports. Well, Adam and I both like baseball and basketball. And yeah. when it started, like when this whole COVID thing started and, and NBA, you knew shit was real when the NBA said, yeah, we're suspending, you know, play indefinitely. And then shit got even more real when March rolled around and they're like, yeah, preseason's canceled. Yeah, we're not going to do anything as far as baseball goes. And for a while, I was kind of like, all right, you know, this makes sense, I guess, you know, like, and I didn't really feel like it affected me at all, you know, like, right. and but 
knowing it was coming back and then actually watching like the Dodger game the other day, I actually was pretty excited that it was back. Yeah, it was cool. Like, and it's nice to know that, um, COVID-19 didn't change the fact that the Diamondbacks are just going to lose because they, <laughs> they won today. <laughs> they, lost. they did win today and I missed that fucking game. Yeah. Um, but they, um, they lost the first game really bad. And I was like, well, you know, it's a little bit of normalcy's nice, but it's, um, it is surreal though, because, um, you know, there's no one in the fucking stands and it's just weird. One of the things, you know? that, one of the things I thought was cool was now, um, I missed the first two Dodger games because, um, I have, I'm on the quote unquote cut the court thing. So I don't have, uh, base regular cable which means i don't have uh spectrum sports which is how you can only watch dodger games for the most part and then they had one game broadcast on espn which i don't have so i didn't watch those two which they're playing the giants and they beat the giants badly in both games nine to one and eight to one the one game is broadcast on the local fox affiliate here and they lose by one run so but it was like okay it's one run i'm you know not too bad but yeah. but the funny thing is, is Fox did this really cool thing. If you guys saw any of the games, they put in virtual fans, which I thought was really cool. So on the upper decks, you see these people doing a wave and like cheering and stuff like that. And I was like, that's actually pretty fucking cool. And then they used the Unreal Engine for that. Yeah, it looked it looked good. Yeah, I thought there were. I'm like, where are these people coming from? <laughs> 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 these motherfuckers ain't six feet and there's no mask on these bitches what the fuck <laughs> it was like oh, oh that, must that? Be the, that must be the pandemic's over uh, rip your mask off yeah, you're, like, you're going like oh is that what happens you go to the dodger stadium you get the uh, you get the COVID testing and then you get to see the game is that how it works like <laughs> um we see they were trying to get they were trying to fucking get um Fousey on some bullshit because he threw the first pitch for i forget what team it was it was uh it was the washington nationals yeah yeah, and they got a picture of him in the stand sitting with two people. I think one of them was his wife. Right. And he had his mask down. Hmm. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I thought masks were important. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to address this. I know, it's like, like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then some people are like, oh, look at that throw. It's just as, uh, just as accurate as this information. And I was his, like, his lack of ability in sports makes me trust him. That's what scientifically. I saw that with other people are like, going, the fact that he's not a jock. And uh, makes me trust this science more. <laughs> it's That's like, right. And it's not his wheelhouse. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, and I'm looking forward to basketball, which is going to be. I think the Lakers are playing the Clippers on Friday. So I'm like, going, oh, cool. Like, oh, who's playing? <laughs> I was like, who's playing Golden State? <laughs> That's what I want to well, know. The, <laughs> the Suns are playing the Wizards on the 31st so two of the shittiest teams in I the was nba say. so it's anybody's game i was gonna say oh two teams nobody gives a shit about the suns are 26 and 39 and the wizards are 24 and 40 um it's like the exact same fucking record pretty much so we'll see i was looking at I, people oh, are gonna RBC, people are gonna watch just because i miss basketball i just need i, I don't care who's that's playing. all it is i don't give a fuck if they lose every game i just like baseball to me i love baseball but i don't I don't watch every game. I'll check the scores. I'll check yeah. the highlights. I'll check, you know, stuff like that. It's more of a statistic thing to me. Right. But basketball is fucking dope to watch. You I, know, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, go, go, because it's fast. Right. But um, they played 
well, the season hasn't started. The Suns played the Celtics. Um, and the Celtics are obviously have a great record. They played the Celtics the other day and they lost, but they didn't lose by much. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like they played really well. I was like, okay. Um, so there's always that glimmer of hope. We're looking for the Steve Nash days. You feel me? Like they, they, back in the day when they were sinking shots. Bro. Oh, speaking of which, um, Speaking of which, basketball, I don't know if you've ever heard, but you know that uh, ESPN documentary about the Bulls with Jordan that, that like, I think it was like a 10-part series they had. Yeah. Where, yeah um, it's on Netflix now. Oh, yeah. I saw that the other day. Yeah, I looked. I was like, I didn't oh. realize it was that one. Yeah, it's, it's that one. So I was like, going, oh, okay. I'm going to have to watch that now. <laughs> Jordan, uh, bro. Yeah. So, it's uh, yeah. So it's going to be cool. So I was like, oh, the Lakers versus the Clippers, that should be good. So we'll have to see how that works out. So I'm I'm pretty happy. Got the ESPN app back again, so I can look at keeps keep up with scores. Now I can actually watch the um, sports section at the news. You know, at, when you're watching your local news, and then yeah. like, then it's like, oh, now sports is like, oh, good. We actually get sports now. We can see highlights instead of them shit. just talking about silly shit. I was like, just don't do a sports section. Exactly. You're just <laughs> depressing me. <laughs> somebody but did yeah. somebody did a a, a parody one of, of sports. And they go, now we're off to who with sports. And he's like, okay. He goes, in sports today, I'm looking to see, can I land this ball into either this trash can or this? And it's like, you know, or he put like this marbles and they're um, they're racing. You know, it's down one of those like cork boards that has all the little things. And it's going, yeah. oh, and the right one's going into the lead. Oh, the left one's picking it. You know, he's like doing all this. Like, oh, it's, fucking, look, it's true. Bro. It is, man. They're going to start. They're going to start airing. um Weren't they talking? They were going to make a big push into esports if this went much longer. Yeah. Well, they were already sh- they were just... already showing like old fucking games, and it was kind of like yeah. It's like what is this ESPN Classic? Like what are we doing? I mean, here? what else are they going to do? They got to show something, <laughs> you know. But um, and I'm glad to see it's back. And and like I said, sports even when you're not into it, sports being gone is weird because it's like a clock. You know, it's always around the same time yeah. and. And it, it was just something that was so consistent that just stopped. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It was and always now, reliable, who knows? Yeah. Like, is this going to forever change the seasons um, and when they start? Yeah. Or are they just going to start earlier next time? Mm. That's probably what they'll do. But. Probably. But, um, so, uh, all right. So this week, I was supposed to do jury duty. Um, so, like, the Friday that I checked before, I was supposed to say, they say, you know, check the Friday before if you have to go Monday. And at on the main on the main webpage for LA LA Superior Court, they said um, all jury duty was canceled until July seventeenth, which was the Friday before I start had to start <laughs> jury duty. And I was like, oh, for real? Like, is this how it's gonna be? So I went and checked and said, you don't have to report. I was like, okay. So I was like, all right, Tuesday I check, don't have to report. And I was waiting to see that mass message of like, oh, it's been canceled or whatever. You know, we were yeah. supposed to be on the brink of going back to a shutdown. And then all of a sudden it's like Wednesday, nothing. Thursday, nothing. And I was like, usually by Wednesday, if they don't call you for the first three days, you're considered done. Well, no, I had to check Friday, um, Thursday night for Friday. And I was like, for real, really? So Thursday night, I go I go to check. Like, I've been able to check at like 5. They say, don't check until after 7. Well, I could check at 5 and find out if I need to. 5, I go in there. 
service is unavailable right now. Please call in. I was like, oh. So I called in at five. I said, please call back after seven. It's like, Jesus Christ. Call back after seven. And then it, I decide, okay, it's seven o'clock. I log in to see if I had to do it. Service is unavailable right now. I was like, motherfuckers. I go, really? This is how you're going to push me for the one last day. Then I call in and it's a, and it's like, verification of this i had to put in my jury number and the lot number and all that shit and then it verified my last name and then it goes these are uh the reporting instructions and then it and then it sent me to a voicemail that said um if you're supposed okay keep in mind this is this past week so my week was july 20th it said if Mm -hmm. you are required um if you're required to show up for jury duty on march 23rd you are not requ- you didn't you are um, you are not uh, and and between jury numbers one and twenty. I'm in. I was number seventeen. It says you are not. You don't need to report to jury duty tomorrow. Please stay safe. And then and then that was it. I'm like, wait. You said March. Like I called back in and it was like, it still said March twenty third. I'm like, all right. I'm assuming I don't have to show. <laughs> so like. <laughs> I'm like, you know, so I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what? I was like, has this been a generic message? Like, what the hell? So, needless to say, I didn't go. And when I decided on Friday night, I went back in there and it said, you've completed your thing. I was like, all right, this is really fucking weird. Yeah, I I didn't think. (laughs) I didn't think it was going to fucking, they were going to make you go anyway. But, you know. I think it would be funny. Yeah. You go like social distance. <laughs> you know, I always think it's funny because people will be like, "Oh, I got jury duty," and every no one wants to go to jury. No. duty. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're always like, "Ah, oh, fucking jury duty." But then when people get super hype about like this is fucking bullshit, I can't. I'm like, dude, it's one of those like you're a citizen, go to right. jury duty. It's, no one wants to do it, but don't right. be a fucking dick about it. I know. It's you like, know, you like hear, it's like you hear those people that are like, you know, like. Oh no, I I don't um I don't believe cops and I, don't, I mean, anybody who's a criminal who got arrested is it's like going okay you're trying too hard you understand that that's not going to work for you right like like you sit there yeah, like sure buddy because yeah. <laughs> that was when I I had when I actually had to go to jury duty um I was pulled for a case and I was one of the all I was I was one of the group but I wasn't actually one of the first twelve chosen. And um, this one person just tried really, really hard to say like, oh, I family, you know, it's like I have families and they were criminals. So it's like, you know, they deserve to go. And then it's cops. And then it's like, oh, well, I hate cops and blah, blah, blah. And then one ju- the judge finally looked at the person and goes, you understand you can be held in contempt for lying, t- don't you? And then they just kind of looked up and I was like, you're trying too fucking hard. Like I was sitting there. It's like a stop it you're you're just you're overdoing it it's like you know thou doth protest too much <laughs> right and the- it's just like with me it's like look no one likes doing it but it is technically everyone's responsibility right. you <laughs> do it at least it, once it's your civic duty you know and if you if everyone will go it's so fucking bullshit it's like it's not bullshit if you're on the stand right. <laughs> and there's there's a jury to fucking judge you instead of just a judge that don't like your punk ass right yeah well, one of the funny things is that it's it's like going yeah a jury of your peers really like no i want to i want to see some gangbanger up there and being judged by other gangbangers you know be like right oh, like oh you know see i don't i i think he's lying but 
you know, he's a crip, so they all lie. So, you know. <laughs> it's like, put the, I need a jury in my peers. I need some of the homies in the stand. If you want to even it out, put a couple ex-girlfriends in there. <laughs> right. People who know me for me. They're like, you know, it's like, do the jury have any questions? Yeah, yeah. He said that about the chick, but was she hot? Like, that's what I need to know. Was she hot? Was she fine? <laughs> was she fine, though? That's that's what I need to know. Did she look 18? Like, <laughs> Did she look 18? <laughs> <laughs> they be like, ugh. Like complaining like That's where you're like, oh wait, I need to know does she have a sister? Like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and are you still on good terms? Cause you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get that number, you feel me? <laughs> does she have does, <laughs> does she have an OnlyFans? <laughs> and oh, oh. what's the what's the password? <laughs> does she have a Patreon? And how much gets me to the top tier. That's what I need to know. Can you hook a brother up? Right. Is it cheating if your girlfriend's sister has an OnlyFans and you subscribe? Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking for science. I just, I just want to know the rules, bro. You know? <laughs> uh. And then you put a 10 on there and go 10 bucks for anybody who can answer that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10 bucks. I'm a little broke because I just paid a, 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 a bill that's not related to this. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Somebody told me one time. He was like, yeah. Um, I, I, he said he used to date this chick. And they were dating for like a year or whatever. And he had a, but it didn't work out. Because he had a huge crush on the chick's sister. <laughs> and I go, did you did you crush on her before you dated? He's like, no. I didn't even give a fuck about her before. But it's like this forbidden fruit thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I think when you're dating, every woman's forbidden fruit. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, yeah, man, but like that's like the worst you could do. I'm like, something's wrong with you. <laughs> and you need help. <laughs> no, the worst thing is the mom. <laughs> Oh yeah, but but you're just going to the source at that point. Right. <laughs> you feel me? Like, how much would it take for us to make one of them? <laughs> like, <that's... laughs> uh, um, so one thing that actually came out of Comic Con, one of a one of a just a couple of things. Uh, the fi- the final trailer for Bill and Ted Face the Music uh, debuted this last weekend. If you haven't seen it, it's actually it it boosts my confidence in the movie. Um, it looks uh, looks pretty entertaining. I'm I'm really kind of yeah. curious to see how this all turns out, especially with Bill and Ted and their you know and their their daughters uh, Billy and Thea. So uh, it should be pretty interesting to see how how this whole thing works out. Um, but we actually got a release date for the film, and it's supposed to hit theaters on September 1st. Now, if your area, like if you live in L.A., we don't have theaters open yet, it'll also be available on demand on September 1st. So I think it's really cool. Uh, it was supposed to be released in theaters on August 21st, but obviously things change. <laughs> um, but uh, so this this should this should be cool. So... If you want to see it, you'll have an option to see it, which I think is cool. So, yeah, excellent. I think that's dope. And it, I mean, this movie's been postponed a little for enough. 
Yeah. Like, let's just let's just get it out. <laughs> 1991 was when uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey came out, which both of them are available on Amazon as of right now. So finally, dude, I know. they weren't for on anything for a while. Uh, the first one Those was movies av- are fun. Dude. The first one was available. I can't remember where. I don't know if it was. It might have been. I think Hulu. they were on Stars or something. Yeah, I remember. I think it was. I think Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was on Hulu. And by the t- oh, but it? but the fucking thing with Hulu, and this is one thing that really I hate about it is when they release big movies on there. It's on there for like a month, like in yeah. August first, Top Gun comes out there. I was like, oh shit, they're showing Top Gun. August thirty first, it leaves the service. I mean, that doesn't really bother me because like, how many times can you watch Top Gun? Yeah, like but it comes but, out. It comes out. Just watch it when it's out. Yeah, but what you know, I mean, how many movies are you supposed to watch? You know, it's like how many movies on there? You're like, oh yeah, I gotta watch that. And when you get caught up in other shit, then you're like, oh, that's the problem, and that's the real problem. Like, I was telling somebody, I was like, look, the '90s was the best time for media consumption, and they're like, what do you mean? Like, we we can at the press of a button, we can watch whatever we want. Like, that's the fucking problem. Yeah, <laughs> I said there's too much shit, so you end up never watching anything. I said most of the time, I'm like, I want to watch something. And I spend a half an hour going to the 800 <laughs> fucking streaming services I have only to land on Star Trek The Next Generation for the 800 <laughs> fucking time. You have no idea what I want to watch. It's the same thing here. I'll go through Hulu. I'll go, I mean, I'll go through Netflix and Amazon and, and uh, you know, like Apple TV. And then I end up landing on Netflix watching The West Wing. Like, you right. know, what the fuck? Because you, it's safe. It's like, I know, I know this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to watch this. It's fucking sad, dude. It's funny because like what the episode I watched yesterday was everybody's asking this character Toby why he's eating a salad. He's like, "So what? That I'm eating a salad?" He goes, "I don't under." He goes, "Which, by the way, he goes, if you cover this whole thing in barbecue sauce, it would still taste like the ground." <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it, it is funny with all that stuff and like uh, the, one of the cool things that I've noticed, and I may preface this with the lazy geese do not condone. Um, torrenting or pirating of any content. Right. With that being said, it's actually kind of interesting because now... Do it. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to And you want to know how to do it. This is how you do it. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting because there is very little new content coming out. Like if a movie comes out on Netflix or Amazon, it's immediately on uh, on there. But because there is no regularly con- regular content on there, so much old shit is getting put up there so they're movie like literally multi movies like the maltese falcon rear window um the 1938 movie of robin hood like all of these old classic movies i was like you know this is actually kind of cool because one i I, some of these movies i don't have or I, i can't get you know because i can't you know they're only available on streamers they don't have even physical copies to get but at the same time it's like there's going to be a lot of people out there who are like, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. I've never seen that movie before. And they're going to kind of get exposed to a lot of this. So it's actually kind of interesting because, like, I, uh, you know, there's a lot of those kind of old kind of classic movies that are popping up and you're just kind of like, oh, that just seems like a really weird thing to upload, <laughs> you, know? <Right. laughs> you know? Like the Maltese Falcon, Citizen Kane, you know, you're like, okay. <laughs> whatever those are good movies yeah you know like, so yeah, let's go for it and see what happens uh all right so now it's time to jump into some news stories that may have slipped under your radar this past week and there's been a couple um so this week i'm not going to read the full article you can 
cat you can read the full article on the on the show notes uh but s in essence ubisoft has publicly committed to keeping prices of new games released on next gen consoles this fall at 60 dollars. they said during an earning, earnings call this week so everybody had been kind of expecting you know that you know that it was looking like everything was going to go an extra ten dollars like seventy dollars for these games but with ubisoft kind of doing that that's and then and they also noted that for uh uh, a launch for the Watchdogs Legions for the Xbox uh, Series X was actually pre-ordering for fifty nine ninety nine. So yeah. you know it looks like for now but anyway. The thing is, is that for consoles, it's not Ubisoft's fucking decision. It's Xbox and Sony's decision. I guess that's Sony's decision. I think they set the prices on their games. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you want to save money gaming, just PC game. <laughs> the initial the initial investment is higher. But I mean, when a Steam sale comes around, dude, I'm buying games mm-hmm. that are on console for fucking... I bought... Just the other day, I bought um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The fucking definitive ultimate edition, or whatever the hell they called it. Which is usually $120. I bought it for fucking 30 bucks. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy, bro. Well, but I also bought um, Dragon Quest Eleven on the Switch for 60 bucks. So, you know. <laughs> but some are saying, because there's actually, because right now, if you buy some of the newer titles on the Xbox One, you get the free download version of it for, you know, the yeah. Series X or the PlayStation 5, whichever. So, you know, if if they're already saying sixty bucks, there's all there's there's a lot of reason to me to believe that you know that's going to be the price for now, right? And I think um, honestly, I think for the money that they make in DLCs and shit, they can they can keep it at sixty. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, some of these games are like fucking money trees. Like, look at I was just reading uh, GTA Five how people the fans are pissed because they're like. Can everyone stop spending money on GTA 5 online, please, so they can make another GTA? Right, so we can get to GTA 6, you know? <laughs> right. Although I was kind of like, I mean, Rockstar doesn't only make GTA. They just drop fucking a new Red Dead and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, calm well, down. Yeah, yeah but, we but, want, um, but I want to see a new series of Russians trying to get you to, you know, come to their garage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> cousin. Cousin. <laughs> cousin, let's go bowling. <laughs> Never again. Never again. I want, you know what I want? I want a GTA that's in like the near future, like 2060 or something. And it's just slightly weird. That's what I want. That's what I fucking want. You want a Back to the Future 2 version of a yeah, GTA? Yeah. I need it in my life, dude. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Um,. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so seven years after being retired, G4 TV is coming back in a big way. Today, Comcast NBC division announced that beloved 2000s era gaming network G4 TV is coming back next year as a web ser- series, complete with old favorites like X-Play and Attack of the Show returning. Both X-Play and Attack of the Show have activated their Twitter accounts. Uh, NBC hasn't made an official press release 
uh, announcement yet, and details are muddled. But industry insider Rob Breslow um, says Comcast Esports head Tucker Roberts is leading the charge. Quote, G4 TV is making a comeback from Comcast, who still owns own the property. Led by um, Specator, Specacor, whatever, gaming president Tucker Roberts, who oversees Comcast Esports, Orgs, T1, T1 LOL, and the Philadelphia Fusion Owl team. Tucker is also the son of Comcast CEO Brian Roberts. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Keep it in the family. Right. Um, the biggest question is whether or not Adam Susser and Morgan Webb are returning to host X-Play. That's what I need to know. <laughs> Both have issued tweets, but there, there's been no announcement. It was so funny. Morgan Webb um, tweeted. She goes, I'm just surprised that someone remembered the Twitter password. <laughs> <laughs> you know they had Look to reset that. the password. <laughs> that shit had me dying. Dude. Um this isn't the first time NBC tried to revive G4, though. According to game journalist Brittany Vincent, NBC wanted to resurrect G4 years ago, and Vincent led a team of editorial staff to make a web presence um, with new content, non-content. Hmm. Um, and that's the end of the article. So <laughs> I hope it comes back. It's supposed to come back 2021. I think going online is smart because um, that's where gamers are anyway. Yeah, but I kind of – knowing that it's Comcast – um, I have a feeling it's going to be on Peacock. I mean, that's fine. Everything's always on somebody's fucking streaming service. That's normal now. Yeah, but who's going to pay ten bucks to get G four? I'll pay ten bucks for G four. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have a YouTube presence too, and then they'll have some kind of fucking Patreon tier or whatever. I don't fucking care. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to be. It's so funny when you look at if, – if you follow Steve and I's individual Twitter account, you'll notice there's a different – Don't. <laughs> there's like the glass half empty and glass half full all the time. Or the like glass is this, just shattered in which my case. <laughs> right. With, with this announcement, Steve tweet, retweeted and then he said – what was it? You said um, let's hope Comcast, Comcast is running into the ground or something yeah. like that. No, I said uh, uh, then, if Comcast is uh, if Comcast still has it, you know, it's going to be kind of a shit show, right? And then mine just said yes. <laughs> Got to remain positive, okay? Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, because the the esports, everyone's trying to get into esports, and right. I have a feeling they're going to use X Play or not X Play on um, G Four TV as as to get nostalgia in, but also to kind of push an esports e- e- presence a little further, because the esports is becoming a big business. Yeah, and so, that's that's really the big thing is is because gaming has actually pushed so far ahead than it was even fucking what seven years ago, you know. Yeah. And with esports and Fortnite and all that stuff, you can you can definitely see them doing, you know, more than just three hours of gaming and then the rest of the day cops, you know. Uh, but I can I can watch. They're not going to play cops again. They canceled that show. Um, yeah, but they were reruns, I, dude. Even on G four, they were reruns. I know. The thing of it, cops was one of those shows where you never knew if you were watching a new episode or not because they all looked like they were filmed in the late eighties. Right. <laughs> even the new ones, like I saw one and I was like, "Oh, it said new," and I was like, "Why does it look like it was filmed when I was in high school?" Like, why? Because they just take they take old film and just cut it together that's all they do <laughs> they just they um, they pull out the vhs like camcorder shit they don't even use digital <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, this one has <laughs> the little. This one has the little nub pulled off. I just put tape over it. That's how you record over. Oh, is that how you do it? Okay, you just put <laughs> tape over that and you reuse reuse the tape. I was excited about it. It would be cool if Morgan Webb and Adam Sester come back. I used to fucking live and breathe uh, on what they said about games because Adam Sester gave me that real shit. Like he he would tell you this game's trash. Like you can play it if you want, but right. <laughs> and he would tell you eighteen different reasons why that shit was trash. <laughs> but the the big question is, does that mean uh, Sarah Underwood has a job again? Sarah Underwood always has a job in my heart. <laughs> I'm, pretty, cool sh- I'm pretty sure Kevin Pereira is not coming back. No, I think he, I think he, oh, I think he left bridge. on somewhat bad terms. Yeah, I was, was, that's what I said. Is he, I think he pretty much yeah, burned that bridge. But um, for the official attack of the f- show Twitter feed, please follow. I'm surprised he hasn't said anything. Who knows? He might have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> But I don't know how to spell his weird fucking name, though. Pereira. Is that it? No. <laughs> Is that it? No. Well, while Adam's looking for that. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> so, did Microsoft convince you that you would need next-gen hardware to play Xbox Series X games? Well, think again. Fully half of the next-gen games that Microsoft showcased in its Xbox Series X showcase included Forza probably aren't coming to Xbox One, which either suge- which suggests either that some of the games aren't actually coming out for a long time or Microsoft has already broken the big promise it made just last week. For years now, Microsoft has been working towards a future where you didn't need to buy a new console to play the newest games. Many now run on spectrum of hardware, including Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox, and Windows PC. And the upcoming Xbox Series X is touted as a culmination of that vision. It will play almost every Xbox One game, as well as Xbox 360 and some original Xbox titles. And Microsoft repeatedly telegraphed that many next-gen Series X games will run on 2013's Xbox One. There's a lot of X's in this, in this story here. In fact, the company explicitly promised that its own in-house first-party games won't require you to buy a new Series X console for two years. Here's what Phil Spector said just last week. You won't be forced into the next generation. Uh, we want every Xbox player to play all the new games on, from Xbox Game Studios. That's why Xbox Game Studios we release. Uh, that's why Xbox Game Studio titles we release in the next couple of years, like Halo Infinite, will be available to play great on Xbox Series X and Xbox One. We won't force you to upgrade at launch to play Xbox exclusives. When here's what eh, he's basically saying the same thing, and then we go back to March. But during their Xbox Games Showcase, first-party titles Forza, Fable, Avowed. As Dust Falls, Everwild, and State of Decay 3 were all listed as coming to Xbox Series X and Windows PC specifically, but with no Xbox support and no smart delivery feature. Again, these are all the games published by Microsoft's Xbox Game Studios and almost all created by developers at that Xbox that Microsoft owns. So, to, um, to my mind, this is the writer, uh, that only leaves three possibilities. Microsoft broke a huge promise in record time. Six out of the nine next-gen game exclusives 
uh, won't be available until two years after launch, or three, someone screwed up when making the presentation title cards for each game. Uh, I Neither of the outcomes number one and two are particularly promising, but everything we've heard from Microsoft suggests that it's actually door number one. So... They said, uh, as we um, and when we asked Microsoft point blank, yes or no, whether it'll be committed to um, to the promise and whether the title cards were inaccurate, the com company wouldn't say. It pointed us to a tweet from Xbox marketing boss Aaron Green, which doesn't make things clearer. Future uh, future one IP, I think is what it's supposed to be, but it's the number one IP titles are developed for Xbox Series X first. Not saying those games won't slip onto Xbox One, only that we are leading with Series X and each studios will decide what's best for their game community when they launch. So. The real question is, did anyone expect them to keep that promise? <laughs> I know, right? And also, what is the interpretation of the promise? Now, before I say this, I'm not defending Microsoft. But he really is. Are they still forcing you into the next? It, it, the, I'm I'm reading tweets. I'm reading comments on this, and a lot of people are like, "This is fucking outrageous." They're forcing us, and like they ain't forcing you to do shit. Man. Right? You don't have to buy a fucking um, an Xbox Series X. That mo I know Halo is going to be on all of them. Um, on well, as I say, all of them. I mean the two. Well, no PC too. It's yeah. going to be on PC. Like. What was it one game that wasn't going to be... Oh, it was Forza, right? Well, Forza they, didn't say Xbox One at the bottom of the screen. It said Xbox Series X and PC. Well, no, it was Forza, Fabled, Avowed, As Disc Falls, Everwild, and State of Decay 3. Thank you. And you probably already said that and I missed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you so, were, yeah. I you were typing away, I heard like, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was looking... I, I know you were trying to... I know you were trying to spell Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> I found Kevin Pereira. He did. He made one mention of it and said it was interesting. Um, and then I, I looked at Olivia Munn and she posted something about it. And then I looked at Candace Bailey, who hasn't been on Twitter since 2014 and hasn't worked since 2013. So I doubt <laughs> she's going to be involved. Um, the I never ex whenever they announce new consoles. They always, both sides, all of them, except for Nintendo, usually. Usually Nintendo just tells you what they're doing. If you don't like it, fuck off. Um, they'll promise things that aren't going to happen. They do it all the time. Now, I when, when they said, oh, you know, all the, all the first title games are going to be on the Xbox One as well, I'm thinking to myself, why would you do that? Like, I always thought it was a bad idea. I was like, it's kind of dumb. Like, when did the Xbox One come out? 2012? It is time for an upgrade, guys. Yeah. You know, it's not a big, it's not, I understand if you, look, I understand if you can't afford the Xbox Series X, that's fine. I'm not saying that, you know, it's fine. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Just throw money at it. <laughs> but if you can't afford it, it's not something you need anyway. So who cares? Just get it when you can get it. I mean, to be, I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to, to me, it was kind of like, you know, what I hear these two groups, you know, bitching and moaning and wailing about. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, they're for it's like, one, nobody's holding a gun to your head. Microsoft, right. you know, Phil Spector is not, or Spencer isn't, you know, fucking commandoing through your window, holding a gun to your head, telling you, <laughs> you buy it, you're buying it now. He's holding literally gun to the back of your head, marching you into Best Buy or GameStop or whatever, you know, forcing you to hand over that credit card to buy that one. If you're getting it when it launches, you're getting it. 
You know, the people that are bitching and moaning about, oh, they're forcing me. It's like, no, they're not. If you're not getting it day one, either you're getting it day one or you're not. That's it. There's no answer. And that decision was never going to be changed by this. Exactly. You know, because there are people like I used to be the dude who who would wait six months. I would always say I wait six months. Oh, yeah. And I'd (laughs) I'd do that so they can work the bugs out. The real reason is I couldn't fucking afford it when it came out. (laughs) But, um, no, mine's always, always working wait. the bugs out of it. Ever since, <laughs> my, ever since Patrick bought his PS2, he d- bought it launch day. All launch day PS2s had a faulty laser that would give yeah. out, and he had to send his back, and he was without it for three months. And I said, okay, prime example is why you never buy it day one. It's this also year, why you don't buy cell phones day one either. This year um, is the first year I'm buying consoles day one. Mm. I'm going to roll the dice. Mm. Because I'm going to pre-order them and I just want to have them, right? So, but one thing I have to say about this whole situation was, is it kind of bullshit that they said one thing and did another? Of course it is. Now, do we know definitively that these games won't be on the Xbox One? No, it just isn't on the title card. Maybe it is going to be on there. Who fucking knows? I don't fucking care. I weigh pros and cons, Okay. Yeah, it's a con if it's not on the Xbox One, fine. But I like where Microsoft is going with their whole direction that they're taking with video games. The Xbox Series X is just the latest Xbox. They even said Series X really is whatever. It's just the Xbox. Like they, They're trying to make the Netflix of video games, and they're doing it pretty successfully. I have um, the Game Pass. It's $15 a month. The amount of games is staggering that are available and they're top tier fucking games. It actually pisses me off because I'll buy a game and then a week later it's on fucking game pass, hmm. you know? So I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I knew it could be free. Um, and it works for the PC and it works for the Xbox, you know? And it's like, they're also trying to do this X cloud thing where the streaming games, like they, they're trying to take their two ecosystems, which is PC and Xbox and blend them together. Like, technically, because I have a, a PC with a good graphics card, I don't really need an Xbox because all their first, first, um, what do they call them? First, uh, first party titles or whatever, all the Microsoft titles are going to come to the PC. I get it for my kids. I mean, the PS5 is going to go in my room because I'm, I'm trying to play fucking exclusives that I can never fucking touch. But it just. I don't know. I, I weigh pros and cons. I think um, people complain too fucking much. I mean, last last generation that came out, Sony was making promises they couldn't keep either, and so was Microsoft. You know, it's just, it's always like that. People come on and go, "Oh yeah, I overheard this in a meeting, so this is what's gonna fucking happen." <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's just it is what it is, bro. I thought it was a stupid fucking promise to make anyway. Like, why would you? Why? Why would you still support the console no one wants to buy? Everyone the, the who console wanted that you, the, an Xbox One already has one. The console that you just literally discontinued last week. Right. Like, I think that you can still buy the main one, but they discontinued the um the S and the, the Xbox One X and the S. Yeah. And it's like like I said, everyone who wanted an Xbox One has had ample time to get one. Yeah. So it's 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 upgrade time. 
it's what is, check the spec sheet of the Xbox One and, and tell me if it's at a fucking update time. <laughs> like it's it's fucking old. You know, it is what it is. And it had a great fucking run. I think um I think both consoles had a really good run disco. I think the PlayStation 4 was a solid console and I think the Xbox One was a solid. That was console. one of the things, yeah. Uh, to go, thinking back on both on um, both of them, which we both have or I you have the PlayStation 4, right? I have both of them. Okay. Yeah. Um is uh that you never really heard of big issues with these particular ones. Not with like unlike the last generation, you More know. like annoying issues like my the PS4. I don't play my PS4 because it's technically um, it was my I gave it to my daughter and then she gave it to my son. So it's just I don't whatever. I just ignore it. But it sounds like a fucking jet. <laughs> it works perfectly fine. It's just really loud. And my Xbox One, I the Xbox One is a day one edition Xbox One. I bought it later, but no, not even that later. I think I bought it like three months after it came out. But it's the it said I have the controller. It's on my wall. It says day one edition, 2013, and um, that thing still works. It sometimes makes weird clicking noises, <laughs> <laughs> but it still works. It's a it, it. They both made extremely well built machines. Like I, I've, I, it was worlds ahead of the Xbox 360 and the PS3 because both of those fucking things. I swear, a strong breeze would have knocked them fucking things out because they they were breaking. I, I went through six 360s. Remember when um, it was always the uh, the box on the power cord for the Xbox 360? Yeah, I I hope they change that too. I love that Sony puts the power supply in the system. Right, and then you have this two this extension. I think they just kind of like, well, we didn't make an extension cord long enough. Oh, let's just put a box on there. So then it can actually become, so it can actually make it from an outlet to whatever, you know, it's like, I, I kind of always think that they always made the cord too short. So they added the box just as a peripheral, just as, so they can make it to, you know, you can actually have it anywhere just because the box, too, the, the cord's too short. Right. That's my conspiracy. So by, by the way, that picture you just sent me was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> His dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> but with me, it's the consoles aren't the issue anymore. And this is what. I, and I'm not blowing smoke at either of them. I think Sony, Sony is kind of can't do what Microsoft is trying to do, because Sony doesn't have a presence on other platforms that can play these same games yeah. like Microsoft does. Microsoft has the PC world. PC gaming is Windows. I don't give a fuck how many games I can get to run on Linux, and I don't care if you can play World of Warcraft on Mac. It's it lives and breathes on Windows. And they have the ability now where they can consolidate those two things together. And it may, and, and what they've done already is fucking great. I mean, I love that the Xbox Game Pass, like I said, the Xbox app on my computer. I can chat with my kids who are playing the Xbox in the other room. I can play Minecraft with them. And so you can do that now with, the, with Sony once they were forced to do it. But um, there's cross-platform for a couple other games I can play with the kids. And so, I mean, it's fucking great. Like, Microsoft's really killing it. You know, and the only it's funny because the only reason I'm getting the PlayStation is just for some of the exclusives they have. I really could give a fuck about the PlayStation. Uh, it's just where I'm at because there's really no reason it doesn't fit into my life like an Xbox does. 
It just doesn't. It's 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 weird, and it. But I don't fault Sony because what are they going to do? They don't have an operating system, <laughs> computer. <laughs> they don't even make BIOS anymore. You know what are they going to do? Not that the BIOS was any good. Well, they did try. They, to... they did try doing all that PlayStation Now stuff and the TVs and stuff, and that didn't work out so well. <laughs> and I think that's part of. It's not the future of gaming, but it is part of it. I think services like that are part of it. But then yet again, look at the infrastructure. Microsoft has the Azure platform. They have servers, like massive top-tier servers. Sony will rent servers from someone else. You know what I mean? So it's like Microsoft's just more – their business is bigger right. in, in the in – the, in the, that it can support gaming. Sony's a great company tech-wise. I'm never going to say Sony's shit, but – they don't have what Microsoft has. It just is what is. You know what I mean? I think Man. this was Microsoft's plan all along, to be rip, to be honest. If you look at the original Xbox, which I can see peeking from the shelf up in my closet. <laughs> um, it's, going, they, it's looking at you going, yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> they brought online gaming to the masses, yeah. really. They weren't the first console to have online gaming. I mean, I used to play Fantasy Star Online on my Dreamcast, motherfucker. You know, but... They they did it correctly, and they and you know Sony followed suit. And that's great, but I think um, Sony's just stuck. They, what are they gonna do? Yeah. And then anytime they come out with something new that's cool, they don't fucking support it. The yeah. Vita's still the best handheld game console to ever be made, and I'm including the Switch. <laughs> it was fired. It was like having a PS3 in your fucking hand. Fire. I still want one of those fucking things so I can hack the shit out of it and put whatever I want on it. <laughs> but I don't know. I think Xbox needs to come out with a handheld with all this streaming shit they're doing. Yeah, bro. but how many? Yeah, but how many people are going to buy it? No one will buy it. Yeah. Nintendo owns the fucking mobile market. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's too it's too difficult. It's the Switch and the fucking DS. Yeah. So because you get a fucking the 2DS XL which is a great little console, has one of the largest game cab- um, catalogs of all time. You get it for like 100 bucks. Yeah, It's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I'm sorry. I got a little passionate. <laughs> um, I'm actually kind of thinking about not getting a PS5 and maybe just getting a PS4 just so I can play exclusives. But I need to see what launch titles are and if anything's tickling my fancy. But, um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> when the National Basketball Association, or the NBA, as Engadget thinks you didn't know, right. um, restarts its season on July 30th, it will use Microsoft Teams to recreate the atmosphere of a packed arena without any fans physically present. As part of its ongoing partnership with Microsoft, the league plans to use the software's recently released Together mode to put more than 300 fans in the stands. The feature utilizes AI to segment your face and shoulders and put you in a shared digital space with other people. The NBA will equip arenas with 17-foot-tall LED screens that surround the court. Um, The displays will allow players to see and hear the people who are watching them via Teams. Meanwhile, fans will see a live feed of the game directly within the app, Alongside a, a view of everyone else that's spectating, ESPN and Turner will adjust how they record matches 
so that these fo- for the sorry that those following along on their TV or mobile device will see both the players and those attending through Teams. The NBA is not the first league to use a video conferencing app to try its best to recreate the feeling of a packed arena in the era of COVID-19. Some leagues have even thought of more creative solutions to the prospect of spectatorless games. In Japan, SoftBank will use Boston Dynamics' cute but terrifying spot robot. <laughs> that thing is terrifying. It's the one that looks like a dog. Oh, and it's yeah. Really loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, they just add a few more legs. It'd be a fucking scary spider. Um, dun, dun, to cheer dun, dun, at. Dun, dun, dun. To cheer at Fukuoka, Fukuoka, I think, Hawks home games. Uh, Moreover, this isn't the first time Microsoft has waded its way into professional sports. The company's Surface tablets famously gained notoriety in 2016 when New England Patriots coach Bill Belichick cheated i mean smashed his device uh during a game against the buffalo bills i'm done with tablets Belichick said when he was asked about the incident i just can't take it anymore for their part he's old for their part most nba fans will likely just be happy to see their favorite players return to the home hard court um even if i've never heard the term hard court not hard court yeah The only time I've ever heard that that word is uh, Harcourt Fenton Mud from Star Trek. Yeah, (laughs) nice. I like it. Um, This is very interesting, and I and I've just recently started using Teams because my work, my new job uses it, and it is an impressive program. We use it for everything. We use it for meetings, um, trainings. It's fucking great. Like it's a really impressive um, bit of software. Basically, it's like the business arm of Skype because they kind of blended Skype in and Skype's for like just regular schmoes. Right. But Teams is tight. Like if, if I could, I would download Teams and tell all my friends to download Teams. We just use Teams because <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, this is cool. I mean, I think stuff like this kind of is interesting because it's ingenuity. You know, it's like, look, we're in a shitty situation. What? what can we do to make this better for people? Because honestly, this not having people in the stands, really, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? They're just doing it to make fans happier. It's, it's one of those like here guys, I know this sucks. So let me make this better for you. So I thought it was kind of nice. So, yeah, you know, so sweet. I mean, I know it's not a fucking, it's not a charity. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I thought it was cool, but I'm interested to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Steve, didn't you say you saw it in a, in a game you're watching? Uh, or you saw some kind of digital thing going on. I haven't seen any um, fake people in the stands yet. Oh, you mean uh, Fox, Fox sports did that with their, yeah, yeah. Up in the upper tiers where you saw the, the fans. Other than cardboard cutouts they yeah. put in the fucking, Somebody, in San Diego. I was like, "What are you doing?" Somebody. Well, yeah, they had cardboard cutouts on the in the on the baseline and right behind the dugout. Um, but somebody said that they should, if you know, people, you know, sent in their pictures or whatever. And I think you had to. I think you paid to put your picture out there or something like that. They said if the ball hit you, because that happened in the Dodger game. Somebody hit and the ball hit right into one of the pictures. They go, "If the ball hits your picture, you should get that ball." And I was like. Yeah, that'd be that's true. Like you should, be, you know, yeah. like if it hits your picture, you like it should be that should be your ball. But one of the things I did like about 
Um, and I wonder if they're going to do it for basketball, but I, I, I liked is the ambient noise in the baseball games. So you had the crowd noise, you know, so it kind of, if you weren't really paying attention, you could kind of confuse it for a regular ball game because you had the, you could hear the, the, the fan noise yeah. in the background, but somebody was saying that they needed to f- change that a little bit. And somebody said, yeah, like at the rally point, you should have like, you know, the chant, like, let's go Dodgers. You know, you should have like those chants pop up, you know, when you, in that. They like, had it, they had it in the Diamondbacks game and it was, it wasn't opening game for the Diamondbacks, but it was opening game for San Diego. So the crowd that they simulated was very rowdy. Like <laughs> it was loud. And I was like, that's fine for opening game, opening day. But if we're going to keep going in the beginning of the season, it's not that fucking hype. <laughs> and I have a feeling that every game is going to sound like the World Series. And that's going to get kind of weird. The you know, like the, baseball is one of those sports where a lot of the games are not loud. Yeah, like they're kind. Of, you're just hearing the back crack, and you kind of hear rustling, like people talking in the crowd. That, that's, that's it's a very chill the, sport. That's what kind of the Dodger game sounded like. There was nothing really spe- uh, uh, like standing stand out. You know, something anything oh, okay. that stood out. It just sounded like normal, like what you would normally hear when you were watching TV. You know, it's like what you would normally hear. That I mean, you know, it wasn't like a Red Sox game. You know, where it's like rowdy every day. You know, but yeah, that's very true. <laughs> 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 the game is it it's like zero zero uh bottom of the seventh the fucking complete pitchers game there's eight fights going on in the crowd it makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you always hear in the background where are you from <laughs> yeah what name are you from i fucking come over and smack the shit out of you and shut the fuck up <laughs> exactly <laughs> And then about uh, half a dozen. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> are you fucking blind? <laughs> you spilled my beer. What? You spilled my beer. <laughs> you gonna buy me a new one? Exactly. <laughs> oh God! Now it's you've too just, accurate. Yeah, now you've just watched every Boston Red Sox game ever at Fenway. <laughs> you now know. You now experience it. Uh. All right. Well, at this point, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we'll um, finish the news. And our one last uh, thing this week will be about how many people actually believe in the pandemic. So uh, we'll be right back. Because it believes in you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It believes it can fly. I'm just telling you that. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So AT&T hates its customers. I, I've and, it all, hates, and they hate AT&T yeah. <laughs> it's not a love-hate relationship it's just a hate-hate relationship and we've always said this and, and we stand behind it now yeah. AT&T sent if AT&T sent you an email telling you that you need to upgrade your phone or else uh, would you write it off as a scam well that's just what the company did this week as reported by Android Police and that's right AT&T fakes alerts about your device now, under the big blue bold all caps heading in the email saying, update needed, the carrier is telling some customers that their device devices are, quote, not compatible with the network, end quote, and that they, quote, need to replace, replace it to continue receiving services, end quote. Um, one big problem here. And despite what it sounds like, these customers don't actually need to swap out their phones until early 2022. 
uh, AT&T confirmed to The Verge. As Android's police suggested earlier, what AT&T is actually doing here is recommending upgrades ahead of the shutdown of AT&T's 3G network. That ha- that's scheduled to happen by February 2022, according to a, uh, an AT&T link that reportedly also appears in the email. When the 3G network goes away, AT&T says that the phones that don't support HD voice, which routes calls over 4G LTE, won't be able to make voice calls or use data on AT&T. Yes, in the middle of a economy wrecking pandemic, when buying new phones is the last thing on one's mind, AT&T has seemingly been caught trying to boost sales. So when AT&T fakes alerts about their devices about a deadline that's over a year and a half away is shitty, even by AT&T standards. It's not a great look, even though AT&T now says it was an honest mistake. This email was one of many planned to keep customers informed about the shutdown of our 3G network in early 2022. It should have included the date that certain devices would no longer be supported. We apologize for any confusion this may have caused and will be more clear in future updates. Weirdly, some customers with newer phones should have theoretically support HD voice that say they got the email too. The person who started the main thread on AT&T's support forum said they use a Galaxy S10e, a phone that was released in March 2019. Steve, if, if, you, if you just did what AT&T said, <laughs> your life would be, they know better right. than us, okay? Yeah, they, they know what they're doing, right? Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> Why can't they just be like everyone else and discreetly focus on the iphone stuff right (laughs) and then kind of half-ass the android shit because it's usually what everybody else does because they're like there's too many fucking android phones fuck you yeah (laughs) you're getting you're getting a fucking general phone (laughs) i was just like when i saw that i was like oh my god this fucking company dude it's like yeah everything to like nickel and dime you yeah it's like yeah they wanted to scare people so now they have to spend money to upgrade their phone even though they still like a year and a half away from actually needing to yeah it's like now what's going to happen with people that have the iphone 3g still i know <laughs> apple will just do well, an update honestly, apple will do an update that make it like 4g so it's like you don't have to worry about it there becomes a time when you're like dude <laughs> you need to upgrade your shit like there was someone at my work that had like an iphone 4 or something i'm like bro you're doing yourself a disservice <laughs> at this point. That screen is what? Four centimeters across? Not, like, to ma- not to mention, how many apps do you actually have on there? Like, <laughs> you know. I think one app would fit. <laughs> the only apps that work are probably the fucking Apple ones. Right. <laughs> and even those. <laughs> yeah. it's like but, I, uh, one, yeah. day, one day I'll upgrade and I'll be able to have Instagram on my phone. You want Instagram. <laughs> I, one day I hope to have Yelp on mine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh my it's god. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not one to, I don't always have to have the latest and greatest tech, but like I mean, <laughs> at Jesus. there's there's one point where you're like I need to get a new phone. Like <laughs> right, you like this phone fucking sucks, you know. <laughs> so, this was kind of cool. Something This says, is out of says, Comic-Con by the way. Says the guy that has an iPhone 11 Pro. Listen. <laughs> 
I wanted to switch to iPhone. That's what was out. Okay. <laughs> my my theory on phones is my phone is a lifeline. When I'm out, I buy the best. Okay. <laughs> and that way it will last me for a long time. Technically, I could have this iPhone 11 Pro for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're being honest. You won't. <laughs> the upgrade is two years after the purchase date. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> I'll upgrade. I'll upgrade it if I see like if something dope comes up. That's the problem now is that you're like I'm always like I'll upgrade if something dope happens. Something dope always happens. <laughs> so I'm like oh fuck you know and then you want it. You but needs it. <laughs> I need it, man. I need it. <laughs> so this next article is from Comic Con. So you know it is what it is (laughs) right though the skywalker saga is over and done with as far as the movies are concerned marvel's line of star wars comics are still exploring that era the darth vader comic series takes place between empire strikes back and return of the jedi and it's in that space that series writer greg pack and artist rafael lenko will create a connection between the iconic villain and the rise of the Skywalker as revealed during the comic Comic-Con at home Lucasfilm Lucasfilm publishing panel uh, featured as part of the of IGN Comic Con blah 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 <laughs> Jesus it was there the first arc of the series sees Vader on the hunt for those who knew about the birth of his children and helped hide Luke away from him this personal quest sees him cross paths and team up with Sabe, uh, one of the one of Pad- Padme Am- Amidala's former handmaidens and body double. Once that story wraps up in issue number five, the next story will reveal how this series ties into episode nine. Quote: At the end of our our first arc, Vader claims to have settled all of his previous business, but the M- Empire. Or the Emperor knows better. He knows Vader hasn't settled settled anything. Vader is going to suffer a terrible punishment and undertake a new journey slash quest. And there are key elements that will tie into Episode 9 in a huge way, Pac said during the panel. There are some doors that have been thrown wide open, which dig into some great unexplored territory and also dig deeply into the heart of Vader. Once again, I can't believe they're letting us do it. Um, Darth Vader number five, number six will kick off this new arc that will somehow connect to the rise of the Skywalker. So we're left to speculate on just how that will happen. Obviously, the em- the Emperor makes his big return in in Episode Nine, and Pack said the story will involve the Emperor pushing Vader and sending him on a quest. So perhaps the connection has something to do with Palpatine. It could be that the arc will shed some light on the opening scene of the Rise of the Skywalker that took place on Mustafar, the planet Vader calls home. We saw Kylo Ren mowing down Vader's cultists to obtain the Sith Wayfinder. Or maybe we'll learn more about that relic. It's even possible we'll get to meet the being known as the Eye of Weppish Bog, a new character that was cut from the opening scene. Other story ideas that might be worth exploring include Vader learning about the cloning technology that the cloning technology the Emperor will one day use to return from the dead. Vader meeting the failed Palpatine clone that eventually becomes Ray's father, and Vader traveling to the 
hidden Sith base on Exergal. Fucking A, man. I can't speak today. If Vader does learn about the Emperor's cloning technology, one can only imagine he would be tempted to clone the love of his life, Padme, to bring her back. Too bad she didn't like his punk ass at the end. After the Lucasfilm publishing panel, IGN spoke with Pac about what he has in store for this crossover arc. While he kept all the story details to himself, he did offer a small tease. Quote, it's going to be a huge, hopefully deeply disturbing and entertaining and satisfying epic by the time it's all done, Pac said. We got permission and the green light to do some stuff I never thought we'd be able to do. So that's that. That sounds interesting. That comic is fire, too. Oh, yeah, the Dark the, Vader uh, comic has always Vader been... Ones. The Vader ones have always been good. Um, that'd be interesting. It probably would make Rise of Skywalker a little more satisfying. I still haven't seen it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I need mean, to see it. Yeah, you should check it out. I mean, it's, it's... it's. I want to see it. Like, I'm not I'm not adverse to seeing it. I just... I, just, um, I, I don't know. I keep... Like I said, it's too much fucking shit, dude. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would probably be a, a probably be a little more fulfilling with the history if they actually got to do all that shit. Yeah. All right. So, if you've had ever had dealings with technology for any length of time, you're used to delays. In gaming, delays are common, and then even more common when dealing with Microsoft. Uh, the new operating system, which was slated for release later this year, was not meant to be. Microsoft's Windows 10X is delayed until 2021. uh, ZDNet reports that single-screen devices running Windows 10X designed for education and business use is expected to arrive in spring 2021. A year later, Microsoft is rumored to be launching dual-screen hardware running Windows 10X. If accurate, that is a significant delay to Microsoft's original launch plans. Microsoft cited the coronavirus pandemic or plandemic, uh, <laughs> as, part, <laughs> as part of the reason for its change to Windows 10X. Quote, the world is a very different place than it was last October when we shared our vision for a new category of dual window de- devices, says Surface and Windows chief Panos Panay uh, back in May. Microsoft has been reworking a lot of its product to better cater for remote working and more essential devices like PCs and laptops after the company saw a spike in Microsoft Teams and Windows 10 usage. Microsoft's plans for traditional Win32 desktop application support in Windows 10X has also caused issues for the OS development. Sources tell The Verge that Microsoft has been experiencing performance issues with Win32 apps on Windows 10X alongside compatibility issues with more complicated apps that integrate into the OS. These issues have also contributed to a Windows 10X launch delay. Microsoft is also now working on bringing some of the Windows 10X UI and UX improvements to Windows 10 itself. Early hints that at that have been started happening with an updated start menu design and a new settings icon in Windows 10 that originally appeared in Windows 10X. With the delay until next year, will allow Microsoft some added time to get the bugs out and, you know, or not. After all, it is Microsoft. Hmm. I mean, they'll figure it out. Or you will. <laughs> well, well, one of the things that we know is going to happen, they'll say, like, hey, this is cool. It won't work, but it's cool. 
but it's fucking awesome. Right. And then, so, and then the, and then when the next update comes out, Hey, here's something else. That's cool. Did you fix the stuff that was broken? In the last one? No, nah. this stuff. No, but this stuff is cool. <laughs> but this stuff is fucking awesome. <laughs> that is Microsoft Adventure. The only reason you kind of go, uh, okay, mm-hmm. is because Microsoft le- legitimately is like, we couldn't fix that, but we really do think this part's cool. <laughs> and you're like, all right. It's kind of like your fucking kid that always fucks up, but they want to give you something cool. And you're like, all right. <laughs> It's like when you tell Microsoft, like when Microsoft tells you, "Oh yeah, this is cool," and then you're like, "Ah, <laughs> all right, whatever you say." I will say one thing that Microsoft gave me that was cool, and um, I reinstalled Windows, and I was like, "I want a theme that does that's just black, like it just looks black," and they have an Xbox Series One theme, and it <laughs> rotates pictures, different pictures of the Series One. <laughs> which is whatever, but everything's black. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. That's all I wanted. So I'm going to go through this as quickly as possible, but I just wanted to point out very Microsoft heavy episode today. Um, wanted to point out the games that were announced uh, the showcase, which a lot of people were talking shit. I was kind of stoked about it. A lot of the stuff they said, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool little showcase, but I guess I'm a fucking bitch. I don't understand. I don't know. But um, yeah, so, th- today's been really Microsoft heavy. By the way, this episode was brought to you by Apple. <laughs> right. Surprisingly enough, I mean that's the kind so of was... that's the kind of show we would do too. Like if right. somebody's brought we would we would uh, do a heavy on the uh, the opposing side. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Anyway, the biggest one, um, obviously, that was announced. Well, not announced, but they showed gameplay of was Halo Infinite. A lot of people talking shit because they said the graphics were trash and then they microsoft was like well i mean it's not hey, done everyone, but we luck. were just showing it to you like the lighting isn't even done yet <laughs> so it doesn't look the graphics don't look that great they look like um you know xbox one shit but um it is a fucking multi-platform game whatever whatever you get a grappling hook now and a few new weapons so that was pretty dope um people were talking shit about that too oh you get a grappling hook for a character who in canon is about a thousand pounds. And then um, <laughs> the one dude goes, he goes, grappling hooks are cool, which trump logic. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, another one that was I was excited about was the fables coming back, which is a big deal to me. Um, <laughs> to me. <laughs> to me. It's nice. To, well, ex- one thing that uh, Microsoft's always lacks, like first party RPGs. Like, yeah. Sony owns that. So, I mean, Fable was the shit. I played all the old ones. Um, Senua's Sage Hellblade 2. I still have to play the first one. The game looks fucking dope. Um, Chicks got schizophrenia. And it's fucking crazy. They said in the first game, they worked with people who were, like, experts in that field. And, like, you hear whispers. Like, you're supposed to play it with headphones on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that sounds creepy. Um... Avowed, which is a new game from Obsidian, looks great. Another RPG. I love Obsidian's work, so I'm, I'm excited, excited for that. New Forza Motorsport, of course. Um, it's Forza Motorsport. If you're a fan, you are excited. So <laughs> not much to say. I've always liked. Um, I've always liked the the way the games look, the photorealism of the of the cars. Oh, and Forza is amazing, and when you play it, oh my god! Yeah. Like, and it's not just the visuals; it's the sound too. Yeah. Like they really. 
each engine sounds like the way it's supposed to sound. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. Yeah, I've I played um, I've played a lot of racing games before, and I'm not counting Mario Kart guys. Um, you know, it, <laughs> and uh, Forza's always been kind of the one of like, oh, Forza, okay, I'm gonna play that. I mean, Mario Kart's a different game. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a kart racer. It's a whole different genre of racing, and it's the greatest game ever made. But you know, that's whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Zelda would like to talk to you, but that's just no big deal. Um, fuck, Halo, fuck Halo, fuck um, Red Dead Redemption, you know, fuck all these games, you know. First of all, the best game ever made was Bugsby, or Bugsy, and you fucking know it, okay? <laughs> this is a random game. <laughs> Check's Quest, motherfucker. Greatest game of all time. Um, State of Decay 3. Uh <laughs> From Undead Lab. So I've never played a State of Decay game, honestly, but people say it's fire. It's a survivor zombie open game, world yeah. with zombies. Um, I think when they started coming out, I was over zombies. Yeah. Because like, that... it was getting a little too much. But um, Crossfire X, uh, I don't remember this one. <laughs> uh, it appears to contain some of the psychological and character-driven elements of, of Studio Remedy Entertainment's uh, games. It also retains the intense first-person shooting gameplay from um, the free-to-play multiplayer portion. It's coming later this year. I I don't remember that one, to be honest. Uh, Warhammer 40,000 Darkseid, another series that I have really haven't got into because the games are never on sale. Um, <laughs> but again, if you're a fan, you know. Fantasy Star Online 2. Stop it, bro. The new Fantasy Star game? Fantasy Star's the shit. So that's coming out. Was in the new gen. I don't know, fucking whatever. Um, it's nice to see Sega doing something. Um, <laughs> Meet Medium, which was um, previously revealed in an earlier event. Medium was showcased during the showcase. What? Medium was showcased during the showcase. Not right. <laughs> um, we got a sense of mysterious events that seemed to take place uh, before the game began, ending in a gunshot. Then it, it looks. It looks like a good game. It's one of those story-driven games. And note to, um, note, note to the writer of this, you can't use the same word twice. Yeah, Regar- just, Regardless of whether you're using it in past tense or whatever. Right, because it makes you stop. You're like, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> um, the Gunk, developed by the creator of Steam World. Uh, the Gunk was announced as an Xbox console launch exclusive, unlike some of the developers' previous games. This one is set in a fully 3D, env- fully 3D environment, and the... T- 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 I hate this word. Titular? T- t- titular yeah, just think tit appears you learn i just see tit and then i don't know what to say um, <laughs> i see tit and i stop appears to be a collectible resource landscape can grow and change it and it's a blah 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 tetris effect it's a new tetris game i'm not gonna get into it um wait wait stalker. tetris like <laughs> the greatest game ever played <laughs> It's, every Tetris game is fire. It, it's whatever. The soundtrack's gonna be the shit. It's gonna look cool. It's fucking Tetris, dude. Um, soundtrack done so, by DJ Khalid. That's right. Um, Stalker Two uh, is coming out. A little teaser trailer on it. Um, that's a very popular fucking series. So you know, yeah. you know, you would be into Tetris if Logic was doing the uh, the soundtrack, bro. I'm into Tetris. I just, it's a Tetris game. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I know. It's like if they remade Pong fucking 8 million times. You're just like, what are you going to say? Um, and they really do with the tennis game. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. 
Destiny 2, which is obviously a game that's already been out, I guess is coming to the Xbox uh, Game Pass. Oh, all these games. That's the glory of the Game Pass. All of most of these games are coming to the fucking Game Pass. <laughs> exactly. Um, so if you whatever. wait long and if you wait long enough and don't buy it, you'll get it on the Game Pass and you get to play it. Right. So it's going to be the same game, but it's obviously going to have more content. It's going to be full 4K, 60 frames per second, yada yada yada. Typical upgrades. Psychonauts 2, classic, classic fucking series. Psychonauts. Jack, this was the one that Jack Black was in. If you're trying to remember what game uh, <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, uh, so this is Jack Black is featured in Psychonauts 2 and the actor will also be letting his golden pipes do some work by singing in the game he stars as golden navvy like wisp but keeps his signature deep voice for his songs this is just one of the new characters Roz will encounter in the game so um, Psychonauts was dope I mean a new Psychonauts is not a bad thing as Dust Falls independent studio interior slash night debuted its game As Dust Falls during the presentation. The game spans a 30-year period in the American Southwest and features and focuses on family and sacrifice. It uses a watercolor-like art style and is described as an interactive drama. So it's going to be one of those, like, it's a movie and you're choosing where they go. They're missing a quote on that. If you look, it says, like, it's supposed to be described as a supposed to be quote-unquote interactive drama, but you only have one quote. That means the rest of the article's a quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grounded, another Obsidian project that will pre- that was previously revealed. Grounded is uh, is like if Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was turned into a game. This game looks fire, and it didn't get enough attention. And it was funny because when it when it was announced, even in the beginning, they said um, the biggest game is coming or something, and it says. But we're not talking about Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> they were making fun of themselves. But it's basically you're like a group of kids in a backyard. And they were fighting ants and shit. And I'm like, this is fucking dope. Didn't they like, make it a just game out of fun. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I think so. Yeah. But this looks good. <laughs> and it's it's made by Obsidian. Again, right. Obsidian is one of my favorite um, studios. Com- studios right now. The Outer Worlds. Uh, already a game out, but it's getting new content in the form of a DLC chapter. Peril on Gorgon uh, adds more danger and mysterious corporate intrigue to Obsidian's role-playing game. Obsidian out here, bro. Um, the Outer Worlds is interesting because it's like it's science fiction, but what the 50s thought science fiction was. Like It has that kind of vibe. Right. Um, I haven't played it, but I watched somebody play it and it looked funny. Um, next game, tell me why. Tell Don't me nod why? entertainment. Tell me why we made a lot. Um, entertainment showed off. Tell me why during the presentation. And the sibling story will focus on the relationship between a girl and her brother. The two are getting visions whenever they get emotional, and it appears to have thrown a wrench in their understanding of the past and their upbringing. So these kind of games have been really popular lately. I, I and they're not really my cup of tea. But I can't, I can't hate on them. They're basically just interactive stories. They're like, you're just pushing buttons, <laughs> and it's it's telling you what's happening essentially. But um, it looks interesting. Uh, Everwild, where's where's Everwild is also shown during the presentation. And it looks to be a tranquil and unique game with a gorgeous color scheme. Enormous creature creatures roam the world, but they don't appear to be hostile, or at least not all of them are. Some of these creatures appear to be on the brink of death, and humans work to revive them. Interesting. Um, Balan Wonderworld. Uh, Yuri Naka appeared during the pre-show with Square Enix to premiere his 
uh, Balan Company Division's new project, the action game Balan Wonderworld, makes use of a single button to perform several unique abilities. Your action changes depending on the costume you're wearing. It supports 24 languages and will be on Xbox One and Series X with smart delivery. Uh, Hello Neighbor 2. We all know what Hello Neighbor is. They're making a second one. It's probably going to be bigger. You're welcome. Uh, Echo Generation, um, a gorgeous adventure game made by a smaller studio in Ontario, Canada. Cuckoo Cuckoo Cucumbers Echo Generation was shown during the pre-show. It uses a card system for battling and has a unique aesthetic that most that almost resembles voxel art. Watch Dodge Legions. If you don't know about this, you're not a fucking gamer. They've been fucking talking about this game nonstop. Uh, we got a new look on Watch Dogs Legions during the pre-show, and it features it focuses on the permanent death mechanic. A super spy is immediately killed, and DeadSec must look to other London citizens in order to replenish their rank. This game looks fire. I really like the second one. The first one, not so much, but I, I really dug the second one. It's like Grand Theft Auto for hacking. Like, it's kind of weird. Um, Exomecha. Exomecha. Twisted Red uh, revealed a new first-person shooter called Exomecha during the pre-show, and it looks to be an action-packed game that mixes vehicular combat with battles against enormous weapon-wielding mechs. Always a fun time. There are even fire-breathing mechanical creatures, and it will be free when it arrives later this year. Um, Dragon Quest XI-S. Just bought Dragon Quest XI. Dragon Quest XI is coming to Xbox and will be available on xbox game pass it already is actually for pc um this is the first time the series has ever come to an xbox platform it appears to be mostly unchanged from previous versions and it even includes the retro mode that turns the game into a retro style rpg yeah so s is the it's like the definitive edition i have it on the switch too and and you can so in dragon quest you save at churches and you can switch at any time at one of these churches to 2D mode. And then it, the entire game looks like a Super Nintendo RPG. It's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I was playing this shit. It looked like Final Fantasy 4. I was like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> um, stream setting stage for fall launch. Typically, Microsoft would hold an event like its first party games showcase as part of a larger E3 press conference in June. But E3's cancellation due to the COVID-19. Due to the due to COVID nineteen, uh, meant it had to pivot to something else. PlayStation had already decided not to participate in E three during or before its full cancellation, and it instead held a PS five reveal event in June. Neither Sony nor Microsoft have announced an exact release date or price for the PS five or Xbox Series X, but expected sometime in November and probably five five hundred, give or take fifty bucks for each console. I'm never wrong. <laughs> So in this in this case, we've never been wrong since we've been doing this podcast because it's it's common sense. Yeah, I, I expect them to be five hundred if they're cheaper than that. Great. And the only the wrench that they that that kind of gets thrown in is Sony has two versions, so they have the disc version and the non disc version. I would expect disc version to be fifty dollars more, unless Sony's feeling generous and they don't change the price. But I doubt yeah. that it, they would be the same price. Yeah, no, it's going to be because it's going to be less. Well, one, you're going to have less mechanics in there for the disk drive. And it's a way to get at Microsoft because Microsoft doesn't have a diskless version. Yeah. So they could be like, oh, this one's $50 cheaper than Microsoft. They, they, they haven't said the price yet because they're waiting for the other one to do it. Yeah. So 
it's usually Microsoft first. Nine times out of ten, Microsoft gets fucking antsy and they'll say it's this much, and then, and then Sony will say it. Yeah, and then it will, and then Sony will say it's fifty bucks more. <laughs> yeah, just to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, all right. So, uh, our one last thing this week. It actually comes from PewResearch.org, uh, and Pew Research is a reputable site for those of you, for Trumpers or conservatives. It's fake, you know. It, it because it spews facts and it's actually data driven means it's fake. Uh, yeah, yeah, because that's how they view things. Um, and the title of this is uh, a look at Americans who believe there is some truth to the conspiracy theory that COVID nineteen was planned. Now. Most, co- most Americans, 71%, have heard of a conspiracy circulating widely online that alleges that powerful people intend- intentionally planned a co- co- uh, coronavirus outbreak. And a quarter of U.S. adults see at least one truth in it, including 5% who say it's definitely true, or 20% that say it's probably true, according to a June Pew Research survey. The share of Americans who see at least some truth in the theory differs by demographics and partisanship. Now, the, art, the link to the article is in the show notes, but what I'm just going to do, and Adam, if you want to click on that link too, if you can, um, you can go and see, they actually have the breakdown, and mm-hmm. it basically shows less educated Americans more inclined to see some truth in a conspiracy theory that COVID-19 was, was planned. Now, I mean, <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you look, and it's broken up by, uh, uh, by U.S. adults, and then, of course, you know, one side is, uh, I believe one side is skews left, the other skews right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so you start looking at uh, uh, U.S., uh, all U.S. adults, and like 5% of, I'm assuming that's high school or less. I'm trying to remember. I remember I saw this. Why did I it seem, I think the left side is... Probably not sure. I'm gonna say that probably the right side is more conservative, and I like an asterisk at the bottom. It says Asian adults were interviewed in English only, <laughs> which basically means they only got a certain percentage of Asian adults. Right, right. Um, so I think the right is or the left is conservative. Right is um, liberal. Uh, so you see, like five percent believe it's some truth to. 20% that says it's probably true. But then uh, the the majority of it, which is only 36%, is 20% says it's probably not true. 16% definitely not true. So it's it's interesting because you see in the high school or less, you see the higher numbers of people believing it's true or probably yeah. true. And then when you get down into like some college, which means you, it seems when you have some college, it's kind of split. Yeah, because some college it really depends on what college. <laughs> like, what did you go to school for? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, I took underwater basket weaving, but I kind of think <laughs> underwater basket weaving. But I kind of think there is some truth to the pandemic. You know. Right. And then you have somebody who sits there and goes, "Well, actually, I took uh, 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 philosophy, and I'm probably going to say it's not true." <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's not even about formal like higher learning it's just if you're an informed individual or not like if you value 
looking for facts right? because <laughs> not everybody does. And I think less educated – and this doesn't mean stupid. It's just less educated. Hmm. Less educated people are more prone to following a trend. Right. Because because you have because usually in high school as well you go from high school into college it does break down into critical thinking it and deciphering taking in information and how it's perceived uh, and when you have less education you're more inclined to believe what's in front of you as opposed to being able to critical think it through now right. like, that does this make sense exactly and that yeah. <laughs> doesn't that doesn't include well I saw it on it must be true because I I, I saw a lot a lot of YouTube videos on it. That that doesn't right. count as education or research, <laughs> doesn't it? Though <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> but then you start seeing as you split from as a college graduate or post grad, the numbers, very you know, sway huge or bigly as <laughs> bigly. Oh my god! I hate the fact that hurt my feelings. I know. Bro. I hate that word, dude. Ugh. So, but when you see like uh, Democrats or lean Democratic, only fifteen percent believe in the probably true metric when you get into uh 24% which is definitely not true and then you have you know somebody that's conservative maybe moderate it seems to be split down the middle but then when you go completely liberal it's it switches over to def more a majority says it's probably or definitely not true but then again when you get into the conservative area it seems to be a straight split right down when you look at you know, Republican or leans Republican, it's thirty four twenty nine. You know, you have a conservative still again a little more of an even split, even though probably true to definitely true seems to be a little a little higher. And then if you're you know moderate or considered liberal, still a little bit of a split. But you do see, and this is where it gets a little weird, and this is where you kind of see why some of this tends to play out. Hispanics and blacks tend to believe more that it's true. Or probably true, which, yeah. you know, which again, when we discussed this on previous episodes, you know, there is some reason for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lack of trust in the status quo for a valid reason right? from the Hispanic and black community, which can cause an inability to believe who's in power. Right. You know, and, and I, I get it. Like, it makes sense. But that's also boils down to emotional thinking. Right. And it, that's something that kind of gets pushed to the wayside when education goes up. But the, the issue is, is when you not just black and Hispanics, but when you're poor, your education is usually not that great because you can't afford it. Right. You know, and that's, if you, you look at Trump's base, the majority of the people that I see on TV that are talking about how great Trump is when they do interviews do not sound like they have a lot of money in the bank or that they are very well educated, at least with English. I don't know how much they can count, but they they don't sound, you know, they might not be stupid, but they don't sound like they're they're reading fucking philosophy books when they go home. Right. You know what I mean? So it's 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 this definite divide. And and the and the and I think that contributes to this fucking bickering back and forth that goes nowhere because if someone is telling you, no, this conspiracy is a conspiracy theory. It's not accurate. Here is three reasons why. And here's three reasons for each, each reason as to why that's valid. Someone who's not educated, no fucking idea what you're talking about. Right. As soon as you confuse them, you're wrong. Right. 
because now you're you're condescending or you're an asshole you know because you're smarter than them so they're gonna they're gonna defend themselves as being an idiot like being an asshole about it right. you know what i mean so it goes nowhere i mean i used to have them back in the fucking day when i was in high school you try to help someone with an assignment that they're struggling on and they get pissed off at you right you know because you pointed out the fact that they are they don't know what they're doing and they get you pissed know, off and, when you look at them and you tell them they're a fucking moron. And then they get pissed at that because it's like, right, oh, you don't want to hear the really truth. that really is constructive criticism. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell them that they're fucking mentally handicapped. <laughs> Shit. You know? And in the, in the research, it says that roughly a third of blacks, which is 33%, and Hispanic adults, which is 34%, say the theory is probably or definitely true compared to 2 in 10 white adults 22% and Asian Americans, 19%. And we can, and you know, it's, it's, I can say this jokingly, but I, we know it's not. You can see why a lot of Asians would say that they don't believe in it, considering that the president likes to stick it to them each and every time um, when signaling out what the virus is. Uh, the, and women are slightly more likely than men, 29 to 21%, to see at least some truth in the conspiracy theory that powerful people planned the outbreak. And there are some minor differences by age too. About a quarter of adults under the age of 65 say the theory is probably or definitely true compared to two in 10 adults, 65 and older. So, you know, it, it's, it's scary in a lot of instances because there is a lot of the misinformation out there. And, you know, and, and for me, it's kind of like... I don't understand how people get confused. Well, there's a lot of information that says this. It's like, but is it though? Like, is this information or just people putting their suspicions out there on social media? You know, it's, right. it's like, you know, if it's not, you know, when, you, you know, when you have, when you do a debate or when you, when you write a paper, you're supposed to have three sources, you know, it's like, oh, well this website, you know, the, oh, what is it? Uh, uh, raw the raw story says that Trump did this and it's this is illegal. Okay, well where's the sources for that article? But then you have on um, Fox News says you know uh, that uh, liberals want to destroy suburbans uh, suburbia. Well where are the three sources they're getting that from? It's like you know I, I, you can't take it at face value. It's kind of like the old saying that the best and worst part of democracy is everybody has a voice. Yeah. <laughs> and that used to not be that big of a deal because you really couldn't hear most people. So you would just you would naturally gravitate towards the educated and people who know what they're talking about. But with the internet, you hear everybody now. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's you know, we hear the term echo chamber a lot these days and people they go find their echo chamber. They're like I believe this fucking cockamamie wacky thing. Like vaccines are fucking the devil or whatever i don't know know how i don't know what the new thing is um and they go they don't go seeking out what the truth is they go seeking out morons that believe that right so they can all hang out together <laughs> and then human beings and we all do it human beings love doing something special that the majority of people aren't doing because you want to like, have this feeling like you're in the know Absolutely. Like I am going to buy a record player. Okay. I guarantee whether I'm conscious of it or not, there is a part of it where this isn't the common thing. 
The common thing is streaming music on Spotify. This is different. This is something a little off the beaten path. And that's kind of fucking intoxicating in a lot of ways. A lot of people, everybody does that for something. You know what I mean? But some people do it with valid scientific knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) And they really shouldn't. But it's human nature. It's, It's easier to believe... It's easier to believe something sensational that people are saying, oh, they don't want you to know this. You go, oh, than it is to actually do your fucking homework and learn the real shit. Because at the, at the end of the day, when you got someone who barely made it out of high school or a lot of the people, anti-vaxxers are housewives. Now, I'm not saying housewives are retarded, but a lot of housewives, they live by what their husband, their husband is educated. <laughs> their husband is working and they're at home. Their education consists of what they see online. They don't have to go to college. They're a fucking housewife. I'm not trying to hate on any housewives. My wife was a housewife for half a year or half our marriage. Half a year. You know, half a year. <laughs> but it's, it's, te- it is kind of telling that the people that bark the most about weird conspiracy theories are all in certain subgroups for the most part. But they'll never admit that because they have no scientific knowledge whatsoever, so they can't really tell what a subgroup is and in this, that, and the other. Thing. Well, it's like when you we go back to, uh, was it last week or the, oh, the I think it was two episodes ago where we talked about um, uh, people that were trying to Oh, when we're talking about the Cybri or Cybri, um, that flat earther guy, that he was talking about how people were hating on the test, the the SpaceX launch, and saying that it was yeah. bullshit. They don't understand how it works, so obviously it's not true. It's like if that's your excuse that because you don't understand it means it's not true, um, then there's a lot of things that you just don't understand. Well, and you see it. You see it with the flat earthers a lot. And yes. you see you see it with them more than the vaccine people. Because the, the flat earthers they'll they'll talk a big game. And it, as soon as they get to that point where it's obvious the earth isn't flat, they start just going off the rails. Like they don't mm-hmm. and and you can almost see I've seen videos of these people where proof right in front of their face. It's obvious, and you can see it in their face where they kind of go, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then they backpedal, and they try to make a million excuses because their entire life is now built on the premise that the Earth is flat. And if they disprove it, it shatters their reality that they've built for themselves, where they're special, where they they know the truth, and all of us are fucking retarded. <laughs> you know? And if they, if, if they wake up one day and they go, oh, shit. The planet's a globe because, you know, physics, they're like everybody else and they're not special anymore. Yeah. And it's sad. It's people that just haven't didn't get any hugs when they're a kid. Hug your kid. <laughs> or they or they end up believing the earth is flat. And nobody wants that. Right. So thank you for coming to my TED talk. I just, you know, <laughs> I just want to break that down. I honestly I feel bad for these people. 
because it's it's like it's blissful. It's it's not even blissful ignorance. They always say ignorance is bliss. They're not blissful. Mm-mm. They're fucking stressed out <laughs> because they believe this thing that they think is true and no one else believes true them. and no one else believes them and no one believes them because it isn't true. They're fucking stupid and they refuse. Like if if someone came and said, "I believe the Earth is flat." Prove to me that it's not. For one, I don't have to prove shit. I mean, we just right. get that out of the way. I don't have to prove something that everybody knows is the truth. But let's say I want to. It's a waste of time because they're not going to believe you. They've already – the individual comes up to you and goes, prove to me the earth's flat. They're saying it in a snide way. They want you to say the typical things they always hear because they're scientific fact. So, because they have rebuttals already loaded in the fucking chamber, but what to I, tell you this, that, and the other thing. And then what you can do if somebody tells you that and go, well, actually, believing the Earth is round is a social norm. You're budding the social norm, so you prove to me that yeah. the Earth is flat. Which is how that works. Yeah, it's kind of like when someone when someone tells an atheist, prove to me God doesn't exist. It's like you're the one saying something exists. You're supposed to prove. That it's there. Right. I'm saying it doesn't. I don't have to prove nothing. That's making sense, which is true. But people don't get that yeah. because you believe something different. You need to prove to me. I don't have to fucking do shit. Read you're, a book. You, you're telling me. <laughs> I, yeah, you're telling me I'm wrong in how in what I, in my view or belief. So you're the one that needs to prove to me how I'm wrong and why I'm wrong. Or my my favorite thing that I've said a few times and never gotten a clear answer with anti-vax people. So they always say that. Vaccine causes autism because um, that damn Playboy model chick is an idiot. Right. You know, now her son has autism. I'm not knocking that. And I'm not saying anything about that. But she, I still stand by my theory that she was a mother in pain and just needed a reason. She needed something to blame. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of sad when you think about it. But I always say if vaccines cause autism at a rapid rate wouldn't most of us have autism yeah i mean i've never gotten a clear answer yeah and that's the thing is because they have to prove the facts to that and there's like it's like you can say was well i know people yeah well what you know people versus how many actual people there are that's a different story so you You say according to the cdc one in every 59 births it's estimated have autism and now let's keep in mind, autism's on a spectrum. So that's about 1% of the world has autism. A lot of people have autism and they're perfectly fine because it depends on the severity of it. All right. But wouldn't, a, wouldn't it be way higher? Mm-hmm. I mean, people have been, and then, or my, my favorite one is, well, back in the day when vaccines came out, people were forced to take them. They didn't even want to. I'm like, really? Because there's pictures of people standing in line with their things. <laughs> with their children well here's the begging thing. for these vaccines here's the thing though like you know you hear this and it's it's always young children that that get caused it's like well what about when they instituted this back in the 50s shouldn't by yeah. by this point that's and that's the same argument i use when people talk about gaming and movies causing violence you know it's like oh well we see and they play this violence so that's the increase in violence it's like the human race was a utopia yes. until the nintendo was invented R- right and my argument is is like my argument is okay but at the rate games like these these hack and slash and shoot 'em up games have been out since mm, let's say the 80s if you go by video game violence by this point shouldn't we be in the thunderdome right now yeah 
you know, but it's it not. It should be Mad Max out this motherfucker. We should be all fucked up. Exactly. It should be Road Warrior out there, but it's not. It's like, no, you're just trying to find a reason because it's the it's the it's the concept and we've talked about this before. It's the to- the concept of of um random acts versus a, a entire conspiracy because it's like things like this couldn't just happen in a vacuum there has to be a giant yeah. uh, catalyst for all of this there has to be somebody behind it bill gates or even like that um uh that conspiracy theorist who uh who's an anti-vaxxer who says dr fauci um created coronavirus and sent it to china and he's the one behind it this is why we have covid and that and that really is one of humanity's greatest strengths is that we try to control the world around us to try to subdue the chaos with technology or education or whatever but sometimes it goes in the wrong fucking direction and people just always assume well randomness is is foolish there's always something going on there's always somebody pulling the strings like no there isn't yeah sometimes shit just fucking happens yeah Sometimes yeah, but they don't want. There's no one to blame then. It, there's, there's, so it's like people get angry and they can't fucking point at anybody. Exactly. It's just like you know, 19 guys, you know, got together and then crashed, you know, three, um, four planes and attacked the United States. Or some kid, some you know, kid with a mental issue, took a gun, went to an elementary school and shot up a school. It's like, no, it, it's you know, violence happens in a vacuum. You know, and it's it, it can happen. So there's not a huge global conspiracy. It's oh, it's fake because they want to take away your guns, or it's fake because you know the government was behind it and wanted all of this to happen. It's like no shit, just happens. Yeah. So, all right, I think we should end our TED talk. TED talk on that. And on that, <laughs> thank you for checking out our show today. Okay, try to bring you the. We try to bring you our take on the chaos. Okay. I hope the world is in a shit show. <laughs> yeah. I hope we provide you with some distraction during this crazy time. Uh, although we're kind of talking about it at the end, whatever. Um, hmm. If you want to help us out, please drop us a review. Reviews help raise profile of the show. Also, if you want to help us with our beer fund, that definitely helps because I only have three Guinnesses in the fridge. Yeah. And we can't Head do this over- show sober. <laughs> <laughs> right. Head over to lazyinks.com and click on our PayPal. We will drink on the show and thank anyone who donates. I'm currently drinking Guinness, but I paid for it. Yeah. So, you know, still good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on social media Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, all one word. Comments, suggestions, and questions. You can email us at the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And by the way, all emails. That aren't business related, will or um, sexually related, oh. uh, will be read and answered on the show. Oh, and you can also be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Um, again, I'm planning to do this with the Lazy Geeks, but I'm also planning to do this with our original away team. I'm actually going to start loading them up on the site and uh, uploading them through archive.org, so you can play them or download them and um, check out those past episodes of our stuff. So. Uh, but for the meantime, you can go to our, uh, YouTube channel and check out our past episodes. Yeah. I'm, I have something to say as well. 
<laughs> I looked away for a second. Of course. <laughs> you know. Um, if you can't click on any of the links available in the show notes, want more content or updates on our coming shows, check out the blog at thelazygeeks.com. Dot com. All right. That is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. And we are the Lazy Geeks. And wear a goddamn mask. <laughs>